So, like, take off to the great white north. Take off. It's a beauty way to go. Take off, you hosers. Hey guys, welcome back to Hosers. This is episode 80, the Nick Antropov episode. <laughs> I've been wanting to say that for a long time. My name is Chris Killingsworth. Joining me as always is my co-host Carter Lupel. Carter, is it Miller time? Uh, Miller Lite. Um, it's it and that's that. The shirt actually just came in the mail today. so <laughs> <laughs> You are definitely beer shirt guy. I, I So I like recently like rediscovered high life this summer so good the best. it is like it is it lives up it's the champagne of beers truly that they don't have that as a clever slogan for nothing so yeah so i and see then, you buddy so, so when i saw this shirt i was like oh yeah i need i need to grab that that's it's a carter shirt i like it we've also got the managing editor of hockey wilderness double dipping tonight doing the podcast also gifting zuccarello goals <laughs> Thomas Preston Williams. I'm, I'm done now. They can. I might have to tweet later. But yeah, big, big, big gift high. guy. Yeah, huge <laughs> gift stuff, guy. Not even gift. It's like Windows G can like screen record. I don't know. So I'm like it, that's how it gets the sound too. I don't know. It's a weird thing. But listen, yeah. buddy, we got to get those impressions. I get it, bro. I totally get it. I'll I'll screen record the whole uh, Hosers episode. How about that? Where do you like going, it. dude? So far, so good. We are so happy to have one of our BFFs who we are having on tonight, our friend, totally offside. T.O., how are you, my friend? Gentlemen, long-time listener, first-time caller. Thanks for having me. (laughs) We're so happy to have you on. Um, You've done podcasts before in, like, the Leafs Twitterverse, right? Pretty sure you were on Ian's podcast, uh, right? Yeah, I've done Ian's a few times, and then um, I've done it other ones m M&M podcast but uh yeah not much lately not much in uh, pandemic life yeah the way it goes as it as it were we were just talking about the like i guess this is like a just after a year carter that everything shut down something like that well for me this was a year um like to the day like this was our first like test day from working at home was today and then the yeah. following day they were like you know what don't come into the office. We're closed and <laughs> like until further notice. So did you tell everybody, or they just said that to you? <laughs> <laughs> I actually ended up getting fired to you. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, if no, the shoe fits, <laughs> no, we we yeah we worked from home for a little while, and then and then everybody that was like everybody who's basically under like senior management level basically got the boot. Like if you weren't a shooter, they got rid of you. So I was obviously on that on that chopping block, but, um, COVID, it, 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 the year happened in, in mysterious ways for everybody. Right. Like it's, it's interesting yeah. how it all panned out. 
Well, and you were able to uh, go back to school for police foundations. So not yeah. all is lost. Well, yeah, like I'm only letting my hair grow so I can get the flat top when I like the, right. the brush cut when I actually <laughs> go in person. Yeah, right. No, I understand. I totally get it. And like the good thing about going to school for police foundations is after you graduate, you get those uh, four years of just being a security uh, guard at the mall. Oh yeah, minimum. Um, just waiting for your opportunity. So yeah, they, they actually give you a pair of Under Armour high top, like combat boots <laughs> when you graduate. I love it. And you're just like, okay, I guess I'm working at the Kozlov Center in Barrie. This is my life now. I love it. Uh, Thomas, what's new mm-hmm. with you, man? Nothing at all. Nothing since we last recorded. Like nothing. <laughs> Hair's uh, grown a little longer. Yeah. Why don't you give us your new yeah. address? I know. Why don't you tell okay. the world your new address? <laughs> hey, your sound sounds better. You should address uh, your bad audio last week. Very on oh, yeah. for the podcast, but well, okay. I think the syncing issue was yeah was an issue. Syncing was an issue. What are you syncing about? uh have you guys seen that commercial no it was like i'm pretty sure it was like a rosetta stone commercial or something like that but it was about like there was like a a german submarine going down they're calling like the coast guard and they're like help help we're sinking we're sinking and like the janitor is like in the room because everyone like had went on break and so the janitor goes to the like the intercom and he's like um what are you sinking about <laughs> that's a good bit. That's a good like, bit. Yeah. Never like never get like caught in a bind or something like that. It was yeah. it was pretty funny. Yeah, that's I, hilarious. I don't <laughs> think I've I, this could like be totally fake and I can't like I don't have really no. a point of reference on this. I'll, I'll put it to the chat once we once we get like into some hockey talk here. Yeah, I, I think like the, the nice thing with uh, with audio issues on this podcast though is you set you set the tone early with that car episode. <laughs> that was a bad one nothing you could do going forward that would make me say oh this audio is pretty bad yeah it just that's um, yeah i'll have a large one milk too sugar (laughs) yeah that was bad my my favorite had to be the laundry one the laundry one was the worst one so bad that was the worst what was the name of that one laundry time realness or laundry matter yeah something (laughs) stupid when we had uh uh yeah who was we had a guest on one time in that i had to like fuck around with the audio like i think it might have been even before thomas was on it was just i think it was like Corey. uh Corey. yeah i think it might have been that one and he was a great guest like he had so much to talk about and like you know is is super knowledgeable but i just couldn't get the audio to really come together but you know i i think we're in a good place tonight it's gonna sound good all the you know <laughs> There, there will be no complaining. It'll be, it'll be very positive. I don't. I think um, like our list, our audience is already. Uh, yeah, like yeah, I'm on, said, I'm on the pod. I was gonna yeah, say our, our audience is yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. To um, and all the guys I work with, and yeah. uh, my mom, big fan, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, To, what have you been doing like the last year? How have you been keeping busy? What do you got yeah. going on? I've it's uh, it's crazy to think it's been a whole year but yeah i mean i pretty much just do the same stuff i was already doing except now i do it at, at home instead of at a bar just yeah watch the leafs tweet about the leafs shit posts about the leafs there's not there's not much else going on i like it i like it i will say that uh the 
first time that I saw a totally offside uh, tweet on, on the old Twitter machine, I got you and the guy we just talked about, uh, Corey Snyder, confused because you both love the, the Pokemon uh, avatars. Yeah. So where, where did the idea from totally offside come from? And you are one of the, I would say, more well-known hockey Twitter, Leafs Twitter personalities. Is there something behind like remaining kind of anonymous and just doing your thing that way? Cause I love it. I wish I could be anonymous most of the time. Uh, how do you do it? Yeah. I mean, uh, the name is just kind of uh, happenstance. I was like, okay, well I was starting it, I don't know, 11 or 12 years ago. And I was like, I don't really know what Twitter is. I don't know if this is going to be anything good, but the only thing I really care about talking about is hockey. So I'm like, let's get a vaguely hockey sounding name. doesn't seem like anybody has anything kind of offside related. So I think I'm good. Yeah. And then I didn't post probably for another like five years or so. I just made, made the account, came back to it. Then I come back and all of a sudden that's offside is, is big Reese Jessup. Yeah, I was going to say Reese Jessup. Yeah. Yeah. And then I start, I start posting, I'm like, okay, I'll get into this. It seems like it's pretty cool. And then I'm like, oh, you're a fucking poser. You're no Reese Jessup, all this shit. Like, <laughs> I didn't know that. That's crazy. Like, if you look at our accounts, we started them like within six months of each other. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm trying to be a Reese <laughs> Jessup fan account. So then like, <laughs> he obviously gets hired and I go on doing my shit posting and slowly but surely um, I get more and more followers on Twitter. Um and then he starts coming back. And then all of a sudden we got people saying like, hold up, there's two offsides. I'm like, wait, am I now offside prime? Is that, is that what's happening? <laughs> I love it. So that's, uh, yeah, that's been, that's been my Twitter journey here, I guess. Um, as, as far as staying anonymous, like I'm anonymous on online, but like we, I've been to meetups and things like that. Like Thomas and I have met many times at this point. Yeah. Um, I'm not like hiding who I am or anything. Uh, but on the internet, it's just like, I have no, I have no desire to be in the media. I don't, I don't need, I don't gain anything from promoting my name as a yeah. associates with hockey. So I'm just like, what's the point? Well, do I really need some guy from Buffalo coming and kicking my ass? Cause I, I said, Buffalo's <laughs> a toilet. It, it's, it yeah, can only fair. be bad things for me. So uh, I just keep, I keep it quiet on, on the interwebs, but uh, I, if you, if you meet me in person, you can, uh, you can certainly come and come and talk to me and, you'll find out my real name and what I actually look like and how I only yeah. really resemble Ash Ketchum and Elisa. I mean, <laughs> that's fair. I, I get it. I will say like, what's funny about it is I remember one time uh, Thomas and I were talking, or maybe we were at a puck talks or, or something. I can't remember what it was or like one of the meetups. And he, we were talking about meeting hockey Twitter people like in real life and how, Almost every time it's happened, it was just super weird. And, you know, I, I think there's often, you know, something to be desired where you meet people who you know online and you see like one side of them that they put out there and then you meet them in person and they're a total weirdo. Um, and I remember Thomas one time being like, the only cool person who is cool online and in real life <laughs> is totally offside and it's not even close because that's how Thomas talks. Yeah. Uh, I was yeah, like, I, oh, I, 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 I thought that was him. I, I, was, yeah. I was watching your yeah. move and his voice. Not even close, bro. Here I am. It was, it was yeah, in his sexy voice. Fake. Yeah. He's like quiet, like, <laughs> yeah. he's actually pretty cool. You know? Yeah. 
this guy. Okay. Thomas does do that voice when his wife's uh-huh. sleeping. He's like, yeah, it's pretty cool, guys. Yeah. But um it, it is true though. Like I, I think I'm very similar to what I, I put up online. Like it's uh it's probably a detriment to myself from my online persona that I that that's what I'm putting out there. But yeah, I I pretty much exactly the same, just as stupid um in, in no, real life. I feel like the anonymity helps like with yeah. the authenticity of things though, right? Like I, I think there's yeah. something to be said, like you're like you have it's not it's not a mask but it's it, you're kind of like the wizard behind the curtain right like you can yep. um you can be completely honest in whatever you say and you can be unapologetic about it right and so that way you don't have to be like oh or like you said somebody from buffalo hopping up and kicking your ass right like you can exactly you can have your hot takes and you can have your um your your good points and stuff like that but i, I think it helps with the authenticity of things to remain anonymous right and not to like go if, like so okay sorry <laughs> i was just gonna yeah, say do you think we're, if people we're getting real inside baseball here yeah not to go so people... like oh my god chris <laughs> just let <laughs> me get shut up chris <laughs> it'll be funny i promise i just like wonder what people think thomas is like in real life like they see him on twitter like shit posting and like you know i'm the same and, yeah you are for, you're <laughs> definitely more boisterous online than you are in real life though I will uh say. yeah yeah, I would say that. Yeah, definitely. But like again, so what it kind of goes with my point now though, too, like the whole like not even trying to be in the media kind of thing. Like at those events or whatever, when they could have had them, there's so many people that were like trying that were in like Ryerson Sports Journalism program or whatever, yeah. like trying so hard to like get noticed or like become the next dangle or become the next like whatever and just like oh i know this dude or like let me talk to priya lebron or chris johnson what are you doing cj cj oh, yeah like, and like so just like not even trying like it, meeting them wouldn't do anything other than like having a conversation with other hockey people or whatever like it's just that attitude of like not having to impress or whatever or like not trying so hard and coming across that way like man i remember going to those things even when i was trying and i was like is it bad that I want to do this for a living, but then I'm not like <laughs> trying to like go yeah. run up to James Myrtle and bug him or like tug him on the shoulder? Be like, the oh, thing oh. is, it's like that that never works. Like, do, do you oh, honestly yeah. think that like Myrtle and CJ want to are like they're looking for the hot young talent in the audience at Puck Talks? Like, that's not what they're <laughs> yeah. there for, man. Like, <laughs> they're just there to have fun and have a drink and whatever. Yeah. Like, I think that I think the first time we met Thomas, we went, we were, I was at a puck talks too, I believe. And we, uh, we just like shut the Rivoli down. It was like two in the morning. Everybody else, oh, all yeah. the, all the real hockey insiders were fucking gone. And we're still there arguing about Jake Gardner or some shit. <laughs> I love oh, it. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like they, they are so helpful. And, and I mean, I, I was thinking about this the other day, like, man, it's probably going to be a while before we can do like a puck talks thing, or, you know, we're, we're meeting with like, like-minded people who are kind of, you know, into the same shit. And I think that that's cool. Um, but did you ever like, w- was there a particular event that maybe like stood out to you based on who was presenting or like maybe a favorite story that you had from going to one of those events? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're all pretty good. Um, I, I think the ones that were probably best were before TSN and Sportsnet kind of put the kibosh on their yeah. guys going. Um, 
not that I don't like the athletic people, like I think they're cool as, as well, but I think it was cool to get kind of like a very different perspective of these guys that are on TV and they're, they're very, very polished. Like the guys on the athletic, as much as that's, that's certainly mainstream media at this point, but they're, uh, they're kind of closer to home because they're all heavy on Twitter, extremely online guys like that. But then you have guys like Pierre Lebron when he was with uh, TSN ESPN going on stage and he's just like shutting the place down. Like he was probably the guy that surprised me the most where I saw his name on the playbill and I was like, okay, Pierre Lebron, whatever. And then he's like, he's got the whole place cracking up. Like it's a comedy show. He's got stories for days um and and seemed like way more knowledgeable in that kind of setting than he did on tv and you're like man like these guys really kind of put up a front they put on a character when they're on tv and it's something it's something new to see them when they're when they're just uh kind of in a smaller and more intimate setting but since those it's been probably a little bit weaker those kind of things but it's always fun just going and like meeting up with people you only ever talk to online and i don't know about you guys but like in my everyday life there's not really too many people that I can talk to about hockey in the depths that I want to, or I've got to give like an hour of background about something before I can tell the story I want to tell. Like, okay, hold on. Yeah. I got to explain what, what uh, goal saved above average is before we're getting to this <laughs> hilarious story yeah. about Jonathan Bernier. Um, so, so <laughs> it's kind of cool to go to those things. And it's just like, it's like Twitter, except with beer, which is uh, a, a better version of Twitter, a much more tolerable version of Twitter. Yeah. Oh, we'll, I'm with we'll, you, man. They, they definitely put on like a, like a hockey for everybody face when they do that. Right. And then they can actually like go into their, like dive deep into their passions or their, what they're about. Like when they get into things like that. Um, but like with that, I guess um, like we ask every, every, every guest that comes on, um, about their passions and uh, like what makes them authentic to hockey and what got them into hockey in the first place. And then what keeps them interested in hockey. Um, so starting with the first part, what got you into hockey? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm born in Toronto. I uh, grew up just outside of Toronto. So uh, hockey's pretty, pretty big here as I think you would all know. Um, my dad was Leafs fan. So I was Leafs fan pretty standard story I, there wasn't a lot a lot to say um I would say though I was probably not as big of a hockey fan and more just a Leafs fan until I got kind of into the hockey Twitter community and started talking about it just because everything kind of just gets it's everything just kind of gets talked to death online like it's, it's hard to to not know about a little bit about every team when you're trying to follow people from all these other teams so I would say my passion for the game really kind of grew in just talking about it a lot more. Um, yeah. And growing up, I was definitely more casual. Like I was the kind of person that would have loved the David Clarkson trade um, before I got into the hockey Twitter side of things. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I played a little bit as a kid. Um, I was not really good. The mind was willing, but the body was fleshy and bruised. So uh, it was never anything I could pursue beyond housely but uh yeah it's just always something i really liked, like talking about it so it's stuck with it that's awesome cool. uh, what 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 kind of is it and is that kind of like your your segue into part b is it the hockey twitter and kind of that community that keeps you involved in it and passionate about it or is there something else there that's kind of underlying yeah i just like it i mean uh there's certainly a part of um liking the sound of my own voice probably just uh <laughs> liking to spout my opinions and have have people kind of weigh in on them but 
uh, I'm sure that's no small part of it. But yeah, I just think uh, if I couldn't talk about hockey as much as I do, I probably would not be as passionate about it as I am. Um, if I was, if I was going to be just watching, just watching the games and not really kind of just watching it, getting mad, getting happy and turning it off. I don't think that I would be, uh, it would be as all consuming as, as it is right now. W- would that be a healthier existence for me? Maybe yeah, there's certainly an argument. That <laughs> uh, it, it's funny much. how it is a universal language though. Like it's yeah, yeah. like, a, maybe not even just hockey, but sports in general, how it's, it, it's kind of like music, how it's like a universal, like, uh, well, I guess hockey's spoken, but it's, it's funny how it's like, you can cross like cultural and physical barriers and still share that with somebody. Right. Yeah. I like yeah, you that. Don't, you don't really need to, you, you don't really need to be even have the same opinion to kind of come to the same conclusion. Like you, you, even outside of language, like, uh, like Thomas is a very statsy person and you could have someone that's a very uh, like opposite eye testy person, but they could both watch the same game and both get a ton of enjoyment out of it, which is kind of just cool, cool thing about it. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. And I think too, like it's, it's cool to have, you know, people that, that are maybe different that you can have that camaraderie with and some civil discourse over things that you might disagree over and, and find some common ground. If you weren't a Leafs fan, what, who'd be the team that you would be the most interested in being a fan of maybe based on their following on the internet or the way they play? Is there another team that you follow? In hockey? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say probably Tampa, um, the way they play. And I've got some family that works for the team. So that would be um, probably them. I'm trying Did you to say the Sabres? Out. Yeah. Yeah. The Sabres. Oh God. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Not to get, not to get sidetracked here, but they just lost their 12th straight game. That was I saw that, which means New Jersey won their first game in 11 games. So <laughs> they both had 11 game losing yeah. streets. One of them had to win. <laughs> yeah that's that's fucked uh, but yeah outside of that maybe, maybe i try to go for like some kind of uh kitschy smaller market team and just be like a like a hockey hipster like the guy in uh like the fourth guy in this chat here directly below me in this video but oh uh, yeah maybe i'd be a minnesota wild super fan okay. the only reason that I thomas get, even likes minnesota tweet, i get paid to tweet about the minnesota wild sure so. yeah. hey <laughs> he only likes Listen. gets paid yeah. You could have worked at any Toronto Maple Leaf blog and you continued to work for SB Nation and work for Hockey Wilderness. So for me, at least, you could have worked for it. And it's funny, I was listening to an old episode the other day for the laughs and you were like, yeah, you guys can check out my stuff on Wings Nation. And <laughs> yeah. like, you've you've really had a glow up, Thomas. I will say yeah. that, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually getting paid well. That's nice. Um, yeah. yeah. Well. <laughs> oh, man. I, that's just a blast from the past, man. I, you, got, you got me thinking back to the first time I met Thomas in person. And he was telling oh, me yeah. about this podcast. And I was like, okay, I'll give it, I'll give it a listen. Like, it's, not like, it's not like some Wings podcast. He's, no, no, I just write for Wings Nation. It's not a thing. <laughs> well, we were like, we would talk about the Wings all the time. Like when I listen to some of those old episodes, it's, Oh, wow. Some of them, like when Thomas is a guest, 
are some of the funniest episodes because we had Thomas as a guest like four times before Carter and I were like, yo, let's ask him to be on the show. Yeah. And yeah, they're, they're very funny. The wings were an interesting case back then though. Like, yeah, they were, it was fun to talk about them. Yeah. Now they're just a tire fire. Like you expect the worst from them. But back then it was like, okay, where are they actually, like what direction are they actually headed? Like, cause they seem to be making moves that were somewhat mathematical, but like, did I? I think I started as as you, first when they just broke the playoff streak. I it was, was, yeah. The first season after the first season, they, so they after didn't the make second the, second Bushell season. Yeah, second Blackshell season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. Yeah. yeah, it was good times. Like I remember meeting you at Puck Talks with mm. Carter and. Carter being like, yeah, 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 no, he's a writer. He, he's a, he's a Red Wings writer. And I was like, <laughs> but he's a Leaf fan. And I couldn't like, <laughs> I couldn't figure out like what the angle Double. was because to me, and like, this is, you've heard but me w- say this Wizard fans before. should be a Toronto fan. <laughs> yeah. Like oh my God. it's, it's hard for me to reconcile the feelings. And I mean, this is my own fandom, not yours, T.O. in this instance, but I always found it so weird that people can cheer for the same team in the same conference or different teams in the same conference. Yep. yep. So when Thomas would be like this, like secret, you know, a little Red Wings fan, I was yep. always like, dude, I like Mantha too. I love, I love Anthony Mantha, but you need to pick one. You don't get the luxury of, you know, yeah. you got to pick a guy. So my, but, my, uh, fan, my fandom is a complicated thing right now. My hobby the, fandom is more, uh, it's, uh, are, it's, in de- it's deep. One of the running <laughs> jokes that we have is when people put in their Twitter bios, like, uh, TML, BOS, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. T- yeah. TBY, like they put like half the I've had to, I've had to edit <laughs> out several the times. Didn't the law get itself in trouble for making a joke like that? Yeah, you're gatekeeping, <laughs> Carter. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, Bilal did get it. that. <laughs> it, it's chill, though. He's, he's a guest. He's, he's figured it out. Oh, I just, it's not a diss. It's just more like it's, and again, like, let's just be clear, like with my fandom and Carter's fandom, like I'm a Leaf fan, period. I like the Florida Panthers because I liked them when I was a kid, but I wouldn't say I'm a fan. If Carter tomorrow was like, yeah, like I'm actually a Bruins fan. I'd be like, no, you're not like that can't happen. Like you're all, just confused. As long as I've known you, you've been a Habs yeah. fan. So I guess, I don't know. And, and you know what, at the end of the day, if, if people like people like their shit and like, that's totally cool. works for me. I just think it's it's funny because we give Thomas such a hard time, but it's like world it's old world fandom though. Like is what it is. Like it's you and I are products of it. And, um, and from your story too, you're a product of it as well. Like you're, you're a generational fan. Right. Yeah. And so a, a lot of like people who are getting into hockey now, like back when we were generational fans, you had like, one maybe two all-stars at most on your team now you have four lines of all-stars like there's so many to follow and you have four lines of of all-stars across 31 teams right and so it's Mm -hmm. how can you limit yourself to one specific team when there's just so much to be interested in so much to like and pick and choose from right and so from the old world fandom you're so like passionately like and mentally invested in this one thing for me i can't spread (laughs) i can't spread that like across any two teams it's 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 like this is gonna sound bad but like 
like buddies would have like buddies would be going on dates with two different girls at the same time and i'm like how do you how do you keep it up how do you have enough energy to split across two people one like how do you like morally do that but two how do you have the energy to like live this double life for me that's... <laughs> but, but also how can you literally keep it up yeah well exactly it's, it's it... the jokes write themselves it's a bonus yeah and so. that's me for yeah. hockey like i can't have two girlfriends with hockey yeah. right like it... yeah. we're gonna have like two of two of carter's exes like come out of the woodwork they're like well <laughs> yeah. actually yeah. He played on the us. no i've never cheated <laughs> yeah. on anybody okay let's set yeah. the record straight here <laughs> yeah we're gonna my, have to get my, carter's yeah high school girlfriends on my i never cheated on anybody t-shirt is raising a lot of questions already answered by the t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, i, I will say like I, I think part ahead, of it Tia. also is like uh if you are a big fan of the local team it's hard to envision cheering for a different team because it's like well why um yeah, yeah. i think if Carter, like you're, you're a Habs fan, if, if, if you were like, yeah, but I'm a Habs fan, but honestly, like, I really do appreciate the Leafs as much as that would be sacrilege right, because they're such rivals. It wouldn't seem weird to me because I'd be like, I get it because you're, you're in that market. And I think yeah. that might be part of it. It's like a lot of the kids that grew up in Toronto that are maybe 10 years younger than us uh, are, did not grow up Leafs fans because the Leafs were so bad. They grew up. They grew up Blackhawks fans. They grew up Pens yeah. fans because they were they were seeing the Kate the the Taves and Canes, or they were seeing the Sydney Crosby's, and they were just like, okay, well, that's that's my my team now. And if if you're not bound by your local team, I think it probably opens up the the idea of like, okay, well, I'm already not cheering for the the hometown heroes. So if I want to cheer for the Blackhawks and I want to cheer for the Lightning, yeah. I can, I feel okay doing that. Well, you can fact yeah, check me. I've been point. saying that I'm a Leafs appreciator on many episodes. Like, yeah, I grew, like I grew up like <laughs> I like Caberlet was one of my favorite defensemen of all time. Like growing up watching because I I played defense and I feel like he played very like shut down. Like he played like very bare bones white bread hockey, and I liked watching him. And like I cried when like I was at the game the home with her when they when they retired Sundin's number and like that was like such an emotional like thing to see them raise 13, like to the rafters. Right. And so it's like, there's things that like kind of cross those like fandom barriers. Right. And so yeah. it's, it's funny how they exist. Like you said, I, like you're sorry, go ahead, Thomas. Sorry. No, I was just going to say like, I don't, I think it's interesting to come from it a different point of view. Like also one, like if you didn't even grow up maybe in like a hockey market at all, like if you're from like Mississippi or whatever, like are you going to cheer for like the Panthers because like they're kind of close or like go to Dallas yeah. or something, then you get to like pick free range of your teams. And then you're more so picking teams that you like to watch. So that you can be like kind of have your favorite squad of teams that you watch a lot. And it's less, and I think for me where I am right, right now, it's like, I like to think of it as, and like I've talked to so many like basketball fans and a lot of it's happened with baseball and especially soccer, where there's so many neutral, I had tweeted a whole thread about this anyways, but like, it's a lot of like neutral, like appreciation and like just pure entertainment, like not supporting or not like coming from a fan point of view, but just like tuning into games that, you know, are going to be like fun to watch. Yeah. Like I want to watch, Claude Giroux do his thing against Ovi. Yeah. 
Like I want to. But that's see what that happens I... when you don't have that generational bias. So the or those like yeah. predisposed. But predis- even like well, yeah. Even before, like right? it's so much easier to watch those games now too. Like our parents grew up with like you could only watch the yeah. whatever's on TV. Only Leafs or like maybe Sabers yeah. because you get the Buffalo feed. Like yeah, you were only well, allowed to watch a couple teams. I think it's that like, and that's such a great point because I I'm kind of in a bit of a weird place with that myself right now where not in the NHL so much, but like I look at my junior hockey fandom and I've, my favorite team growing up was the Colts in, in Barry. Obviously they are the team in Barry and, and in this area. And I know Carter is the same way. Had an opportunity to do some work for them. Then I liked them even more. Then I started working for the Muskies and their affiliate team is Peterborough. So now it's like, so am I a Peterborough Pete's fan now? Like, is that the team that I cheer for? Because like, there's that personal connection to them. You know what I mean? But it's also well, weird because- Also, Chris Pronger will show up on your doorstep and beat the wheels off you if you say you're not yeah. a Pete's fan. <laughs> you do have to factor that in. That's true. But I think like what's weird about that too is though, is that, you know, like we talk about this generational fandom and it's funny guys, like, just before, uh, you know, we got on the call here, I was talking to my dad. He's like, what are the topics for tonight? And then I couldn't even get a word out. And he was like, Chris, it's all good. Wayne Simmons and Jack Campbell are coming back. We're going to get it on the rails. <laughs> yeah. But like for me, that for at least like with both my father, my stepfather, my brothers, my sisters, et cetera, like that is such a core part is like we are Maple Leaf fans and there is no deviating from that. And the only exceptions is my one grandfather who lives out in Nova Scotia is a diehard Habs fan and he's been his whole life, but I just can't go. God bless his soul. (laughs) (laughs) And on the other side, my, my grandpa, like my stepfather's father, he was, he was cremated in a Kessel Jersey. And when he died, he asked everyone to just wear leaf stuff to the funeral. So there's all these photos of us, like, wearing leaf stuff because that's what he wanted at his funeral. Right. So it's so deeply ingrained in me and my family that if I walk in and there is a period of time when I was kind of getting back into hockey after a few years of not liking it as much where I was this big Lucic fan. And I had this Boston Bruins Boston, jersey that I yeah. loved because I loved Lucic, but I didn't love the Boston Bruins. I like players on the team. And I think that's the other thing where I can watch Philly and go, man, Giroux is crushing it tonight. Provorov is one of the best young defensemen in the league. Carter Hart is good. You know, I can appreciate players, but to ever think that I could give my fandom to another team, I feel like I might be disowned. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Well, yeah, as soon as they put true. on your shirt, right? Like, sorry. Yeah. I, but like, as soon as someone right. comes and puts on your shirt, like they're like, that's where, that's your fandom, right? Yeah. You're being I branded. Even, I don't even know if it's like, fan like i don't know i have i have a weird thing with it because i'm like i mix it like writing about it and caring about a team rather than like and with fandom too like yeah i feel like i don't have even one specific team that like i would go like i watch every game or like or go crazy for like i want to win the cup or whatever like i follow every day is that so hockey wilderness (laughs) <laughs> well, i watch every wild game but i mean like you gotta get the clicks baby it's all yeah. about the clicks yeah <laughs> i wrote about dean everson talking about banging today um i'd love anyways. to see it uh but yeah he uh yeah anyways but yeah like i don't know it's just this weird 
thing. And like even, and it's so like localized too with hockey too. Like you could be a super, and I know, I think this is more so like the older generation or like generation X or whatever, but like you could have such like a narrow point of view of like your team. Like if your team is your, if you're a diehard Leafs fan or whatever, more so like before Twitter and before all this stuff, you would not have any clue what like Florida is doing yeah. or like, or yeah, trades or whatever, like, yeah. and you wouldn't care for it. Cause you'd be like, whatever, they come to town, whatever, even like Arizona come yeah. to town once a year, yeah, whatever. Right. And then I'll hear the stories then about whatever, like, but it, it's, it's becoming more globalized, like, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start to pivot to maybe like a, a different thing than fandom because I think we're, it's a very deep all, conversation for this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's, it's, but it's nostalgic, right? Like it's fun talking about this stuff because it, it makes you think about like every little moment that brought you to this point in your like hockey passion, right? Like you, you think of like, okay, what are the, what are the guardrails that brought me here? Right. So it's, it's fun stuff to talk about. Um, but it is globalized. Like whenever there's like a, a ripple in hockey culture, it's it's funny how like things have been traditionally so localized in hockey, but then something happens and it's it's widespread across all of the hockey universe. And like you think about it with the like the maybe this is going to take a bit of a turn from like the lighthearted to the dark, but like the the Humboldt Broncos and how teams still wear Humboldt stickers on their helmets um so far um after the the occurrence happened and um i fr- um i feel bad but i forget the player's name he just released a memoir on um the ptsd of the um of the events uh this past week and it was like such a strong piece and just like what the impact of that was and then we just had um like we just had uh uh like from the dynamo and uh that unfortunate event like taking the puck to the head with timmer um um fat Sudanov, like it's it's insane how these things that happen in hockey that like seem to ripple across like all of hockey and um it's it's crazy because like the khl now like moving forward um as well as the dynamo and um like pretty much all of like european hockey they're they're starting each thing with like a a bit of a respect to to timmer like like I'm not sure how to segue into questions about this, but like I, I was just like mind blown to see that, like because like growing up playing hockey, like you you took pucks to the head, you took pucks like everywhere, and you didn't think twice about it, right? Like I remember we had practices like where we would be diving in front of pucks, and we'd be like, look at the puck, don't turn your ears to the puck, or else you're gonna get hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like reading about something. It's devastating, man. It's it's so sad. I remember uh, seeing uh, Pavel Barber tweeting about it, um, that this has happened. And I didn't even want to watch the video because I know the video is circulating. I can't really bring myself uh, to watch it I, I never watched it. No, I couldn't do it's it. It's not that. It's not like gory or anything. It's just, but just well, knowing, knowing that's, the, outcome, the, scary, though. that's yeah, the scary thing. That's the scary thing is that it doesn't look like anything at all. Like it yeah. looks yeah. just like, I've seen us play in the NHL a million times kind of thing, but it like, I guess it just was too hard and like just hit on the right way. Yeah. It's so sad. And I think too, like to your point, Carter, like, you know, we, we feel these events and of course, humble Broncos situations a little bit closer to home. Uh, And of course these things happen, you know, not all the time, but enough that we hear about them because of, you know, the internet and things like that. But 
it's tricky too, because from what I've heard, again, I haven't watched the video yet, but um, it, it, it's correct me if I'm wrong, but a defenseman basically dumping the puck out of the zone is, is that yeah, essentially it, what happened? It was completely yeah, harmless. Was, so yeah. like the, he would like, so what happened was they were, they're basically like, I forget the team that they were playing that, um, that Dynamo were playing, but they were trying to dump it in to get a change so that they can get a fresh set of legs. Um, it ended up hitting, um, uh, Fetsudinov like in the head and he went down and just grabbed his head. Um, and they like rushed him off to the hospital, but it was completely like yeah. unintentional. It was, and like, I've had pucks like in like my limited playing, like just like come off the stanchions and hit you or like it dump and hit you in weird places. And you don't think twice about it. Like you're just like, Oh, it's a puck. It's coming my way. Right. And yeah. that was pro- like, I, it, it sounds like dark to say, but that's probably what was going through his head. He's probably like, Oh shit, it's a puck coming. You know what I mean? His yeah. last, last thought was like, Oh, this is just like a routine thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it ended up yeah, unfortunately it's... causing a hemorrhage in his brain. Right. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Obviously we're, we're thinking about uh, anybody in the community that's been affected by it. It's, it, I think it's, it's difficult for everybody, you know, to, to kind of go through that, but, you know, we're, we're celebrating and we're, and we're talking about it. And I think that, you know, it, it was such a, you know, unfortunate set of circumstances, but he's in our thoughts and uh, definitely uh, as far as that goes, yeah. I wanted to, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to pivot off of no, that, it is. obviously. Yeah, and start, I'm, I'm sorry. Sorry, but, we just uh, we, I wanted to bring it up because like it's uh, it just thoughts and prayers, right? Like yeah, from all, all of us, right? Definitely. Tio, I wanted to ask you because um if you're anything like Michael Killingsworth, my dad, uh <laughs> you might be thinking to yourself, the Leafs can get back on the rails so quickly. They just gotta get <laughs> Wayne Simmons and Jack Campbell back. Yeah, um, that's what have been like some of the, st- we don't necessarily have to keep it within the Leafs, but what are some of the storylines that have, have kind of intrigued you this season? And, and how are you feeling about the Leafs in general going into trade deadline? Yeah, I, I didn't expect to be this happy with how the Leafs were playing this year. Like you kind of, you fall into this trap, right? Where you're just like, okay, every year, like, okay, this is the Leafs here. This is the Leafs here. And then every year they play the exact same shitty way, like all off. <laughs> defense same exact garbage every year and then this year honestly it was the first time that I was like show it to me I'm not believing it until I see it and then it's happened and it looks like they actually are better um and it's it's a very odd feeling to to watch a game and even when they lose I'm like well yeah they lost but like it really looked like they should have won and normally I'm saying the other thing where I'm like okay well they got two points but I'm pissed off because they looked like hot <laughs> garbage and they were playing the exactly sense. So it's a, it's a very, it's a very weird season for me uh, in, in that sense. It's, it, it's weird to feel this well-adjusted, but I, I, I truly do. I, I think that they're, uh, they're good, uh, way better than I could have hoped for probably and really only getting better. So the storyline that's really uh, kind of catching my eye right now is just what are they going to do with the trade deadline? Like, it seems like there's not going to be as many buyers as usual, just because lots of teams uh, aren't going to have the flexibility to add, um, not even cap wise, but also just straight up salary wise with the, the owners not wanting to spend as much. So 
does that mean that prices are very low or does it mean that prices are high because not as many guys want to retain salary or whatnot? So I don't know. I'm just very interested to see what this, what this trade deadline looks like. And part of me thinks that the Leafs are going to make a huge splash and sign somebody big time, like trade for Taylor Hall or, uh, or Philip Forsberg. And then part of me is like, okay, well, they're just going to find like a very moderate upgrade on Kerfoot. And then I'm going to think it's like a complete waste of time. Yeah, uh, that, I, that'll, that'll I, kind of be the big one. I, so I, I read something like quickly that they were looking like that. They're basically like the thing at the top of their checklist was a top six winger. If that's like a reality, what do you think the move is that the Leafs go for? Yeah, like there were all these rumors that they were going to go for um, like Grandlin or somebody like Raquel. Um which I think would be okay. I personally would rather if they're going to make a move like that, go for somebody flashy. Cause I think part yeah. of, part of the problem that I have with bringing in somebody, not that I don't like Granlin and Raquel. It's I, I, I seem to like Kerfoot more than most maybe. Um, and I kind of like his fit on the line. So if I want to replace him on the second line, um, I want to do it because they brought in somebody that's just like far and away better. So if they brought in Philip Forsberg and they brought in Taylor Hall, then I'm like, great, like that makes a ton of sense. But I don't know what kind of assets I want to give up um, and then have it. Just that's the million dollar question, money. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but I, I think I'd rather pay up like a big time price for somebody with big time results than, than a still pretty hefty price. Like what's it honestly going to take to get Raquel? a first for sure and probably yeah. at least a b-level prospect so am i giving up a first and Lilligren for raquel and then i'm moving kerfoot down the lineup and then i'm also losing someone like uh like justin hall in the expansion draft because now i can't protect them all like that's the other big thing here is that if at least bringing anybody that has term it means that they're probably going to lose somebody better than they want to lose in expansion right now they're set to probably either lose kerfoot or dermot but if you bring mm-hmm. in somebody like Raquel has another year left, that's great. But then you have to protect that guy because you just gave up a haul for him. Yeah. So if they're going to do something like that, I, I would think I would want it to be like a, a big, big swing. But we'll see what they do. I mean, do this <laughs> in this interview today. Oh, somebody's dog really liked my take on that one. Yeah. Puck just said, uh, what was that, Puck? Hall. He said Hall. Hall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said yeah. Oh, yeah, no, he said that they should maybe put Hall on the third pairing where he belongs. I don't know. It's kind of a weird take, but okay. Uh, yeah, and that's, and that's fair. Uh, but, like, if, if they make that decision, I want them to make it because they're like, yeah, like, we think he he's better as expansion bait than he is as, uh, as a right. top four guy. I don't want them to yep. get forced into it because they're like, okay, well, now we got this guy. We paid all this money for him. We paid all these assets for him. So now we're stuck and we've got to protect this guy. I if they're going to do that, I want it to be like a huge, a huge deal. Um, and it sounds like, like Dubas is willing to pay up. He said he would move a top prospect if it got them the right piece. So we'll see yeah. what they do. But I mean, I think it's going to be a very, very weird um, trade deadline this year with the quarantining and everything. like, yeah. And all these other Canadian teams, like it's such a mushy middle and like whatever. Winnipeg can, can, can pretend all they want. I don't think that anybody there actually thinks that they're they're as good as their record shows like 
know, anybody watching those games against the Leafs could see that other than hell yeah, but they look like trash. So are they mm-hmm. going to spend a huge, like King's ransom to, to bring in a guy to try to shore that up? Or are they like, you know what? Like it's down money. Let's just roll the dice and see what we can do. So I don't know. Well, and they don't necessarily have, they don't have the the prospect depth that the Leafs have either really. If, if you look at like teams that could get like an Ekholm, because I know that he's like one of the, the hot topics. I know we've certainly talked about Ekholm uh, over the course of the last couple of days. I think there's this thought and, you know, the, I guess we'll have to wait and see what actually ends up materializing, but they would need a prospect back like a, like a Veselainen or I don't know, maybe they trade like a Logan yeah. Stanley, like a, a defensive prospect to kind of, help fill in the gaps a guy that is maybe nhl ready a little bit more so but yeah i mean it'll it'll be interesting would you say that there's like a target that you're like that's the guy anything or maybe a couple of people where it might feel like a failure like what would make you feel okay they didn't do the things they needed to address and have you felt maybe this is a bit preemptive but would you be really frustrated at Dubis? Like, are you one of these people that's like Dubis? Like, I need you to just do something to show us that you're all in. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I would kind of be more okay with them doing nothing than with them doing something that I don't think moves the needle. Cause I just think that that would be, it would feel like a waste if it was like, yeah. Okay. Like, we moved, uh, we moved Amarov in a first and we got uh, Grandland, who we think is uh, 10% better than Kerfoot. And we moved Kerfoot to the third line and we dropped Inval uh, out of the lineup. And like, okay, well, how much better did that make the team? 1% maybe? And yeah. you lost one of the best prospects and a, and a draft capital well, to do it? Yeah, given so the I, climate, it's either you make waves or nothing at all. Exactly. Right. If they, so if, if they did nothing, I, I think I'd be like, you know what? Like, that's fine. Like it's a weird season. And honestly, this team looks pretty good. I can, you can make a case that they didn't need much um, to, to make a legitimate push for the cup. Um, but if they do something and then it's just like, whatever, it, it, it's not moving the needle. I think that would piss me off more. Um, like the grant, the Grandland thing, like I'm hoping it's just Friedman, not that I don't like him or anything. I just like, I don't, I don't think he's, that good like it, it it's they're basically hoping that that he just goes back to form where he was in minnesota um and again like it's a risk <laughs> you're bringing a guy in that hasn't had the best of seasons the last couple of years and you're hoping that he can turn it around and like his underlines are still pretty good but um if they're gonna pay big assets i'd rather they do it on on a big name and especially yeah. when a guy like taylor hall is pretty much gonna pick his spot uh, because he's got a no move clause. Um, there's got to be something you can work out with with Buffalo. Like they're they're looking for anything here. Like if yeah. you gave them a, fir- a first and uh, and a guy, you could probably get them to retain on on Hall. And uh, yeah, I don't know. In, in that case, you probably have to send Kerfoot or somebody back. But I don't know. I, I want them to get creative with it and, and and see what they can do to actually make the team better. But I don't want them to just just make a move to make a move. Yeah. yeah, well, you I see all the time fair. with, like, the minor additions, like, how it just ripples the ecosystem, right? Like, it's, yeah. um, like, it's it's not a big move, but it's something that, like, if it if it's not a big enough move to make an enormous impact, and it ends up being detrimental because it throws off the ecosystem with things, right? Yeah, and, like, Chris, 
yeah, like Chris and I have experienced the coaching and I've seen it playing and we've seen it like time and again in the NHL and in major hockey where they try and bring in something that to just kind of sh- like shuffle things up. And at this point in the season, it's like, do you shuffle or do you go for it? Right. And yeah. it's either, and with, in the case of the Leafs, like if it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know, yeah. like it's. And that's the thing too. Like people are like in panic mode because they've lost and they should be to a degree. Like it has been pretty bad, but you're also coming off of a road trip and you know, the, the boys are gassed and like, you know, that's totally whatever, not making excuses for them. But um, where are you out on Freddie Anderson? Are you team? Like, let's get rid of this guy. Like back to the, I'm not going to make the joke. I was going to make a joke about Lego and then I thought like, Oh, it's kind of like, you know, like low hanging fruit. So I'm not going to, but do you think that they end up moving on from him or like, could you see them shoring up goaltending before the trade deadline? Well, I, I certainly think they're going to move on at the end of the year. I don't think they're going to resign him at this point. Um, I don't even necessarily think he's, he's a bad goalie or that he can't get back to form. But I think that, I, I do find that hockey Twitter is, is split in two camps where you've got some people who think he's just the worst goalie that's ever lived. And then <laughs> they're yeah. like, no, he can do no wrong. It's like, it's obviously the defense. And then you gotta be like, guys, like give your head a shake. Like it's not, it's, if anything, the defense is better this year than it's been. And his numbers are worse. Like he's basically a guy that used to be a top 10 ish goalie real reliably. Um, yeah. getting paid like a top 15 so you're like okay that's that's good value like all you have to be is slightly above average and that's probably good enough but the last yep. maybe 70 games or so he's been pretty well below average like not 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 unusable but not not enough to to win you too many games that you weren't already going to win so i i don't see them bringing him back do they replace him in season I doubt it just because there's not a lot of like guaranteed no doubters available, right? Like who are they really going to go target right now um, that you can be sure is going to be better than Anderson. That's that's on a team that that sucks enough that they'd be willing to lose their starter. Like Jonathan. Burton. Yeah. And Anson Ranta is, is hurt all the time. Um, he's the one guy you could target. Dar- Darcy Kemper is now hurt. Um, yeah. Who else would be available? Like Linus Allmark could be okay, but he's also hurt now. So it's like, how many yeah. how many teams are willing to give up their starter at this point? I think you kind of just have to buckle down yeah. and, and hope for the best. Maybe they bring in some some insurance in case Campbell's not ready to go. But I kind of think yeah. this is what it is, and they just gotta stack the skaters as much as possible to 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 try to make sure that you get as few shots on them as you can. I think and they're at the point where he's the lesser of all of the evils that they have yeah. at this point. Right. Definitely. Sorry, yeah. Thomas, go ahead. So I was just going to say like, that's a thing that you do in the summer. Like I think they're going to go with Campbell as they're more stable, like, and try to do the tandem thing next year with like, yeah. I'm just looking at like random free like, agents that are available. There's like, I don't Ranta. know, like Reimer. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, Dougie like, Hamilton. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. Bernie's played well too. Bernie's, Bernie's played, played really well. Brian Elliott, even though he's old as hell, he's really good as a backup. Like Chris yeah. Treasure, yeah. who's like young and becoming a UFA at the age of twenty-seven. Like mm-hmm. he's just someone. Well, they don't available to like it's just they don't have it like in the backups. Yeah. I wonder what they don't have it in this. Halak would be great. Yeah. He's old. I'd be happy he's with that. Yeah, he is, but he is older. 
but for like a one a year, yeah, two years, one and a half each, like yeah. But there's yeah. the been yeah. there, there's the been there like aspect for goalies, right? Yeah, right. Well, and they just they don't have anything in the system. Like we talked about it last week. Like Ian Scott is a guy who had like pretty serious hip uh, surgery this past year. Uh, Joseph Wall has been okay, like didn't play great last year. You've got an ECHL goalie, and that's not taking anything away from D'Agostini yeah. with the Marlies right now. Yeah, but he's probably not an NHL player. And then selected- you know you've got this this other guy Viney. Well, there is that kid in the, in Russia. Is that the guy you were going to? This talk is like about, two Thomas? dra two goalies. This two past goalies last. Yeah, yeah. Two yeah. And the one kid looks the, pretty good. The one that played for Russia in the World Juniors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's right. So but you've got guys, close. but. Well, that's it. Like you're going to need a stopgap. And I don't know. I feel like they could probably acquire one or free agency as a bit of a stopgap, but they don't, in my opinion, have their goaltender of the future. And I was a huge Ian Scott fan and loved watching Joseph Wall at Boston College, but it just hasn't materialized the right way. And that's partly because Newfoundland's not playing, so they can't get anybody in the ECHL. Like there's different factors, but I don't know. I look at Montreal, like just to, you know, bring them yeah. in a little bit of spice in there and they've got goalies for days behind price. Yeah. So you start well, to just get a little nervous, I guess. I think they're like, they're only saving grace come deadline is that like the, the goalie position is arguably the easiest to transition into the system. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't have to learn how to play with it's separate wingers or yeah. Like you can, mm-hmm you can really come in with your own experience and have it be shared without really tripping the rift. Um, so I feel like if the Leafs were to make a big move for goaltending come the deadline, like you wait two weeks and then you slot somebody in who is at a better tier than like what you already have in your system. Right. And so they yeah. might, they might luck out come deadline. Should they be going after a larger name? Um but yeah, I don't see them going for something that's not in the goaltending. Yeah, it would like, just be who, who would it be is the only thing, right? It's like the only guy I could see that probably working with would be maybe Ranta. Um, yeah. if, they, if they retained half or something and sent him back with, with uh, and then the Leafs sent Fred to Arizona. But again, it's not like that's without risk because Ranta's always hurt. Um, so who knows? Carter, uh, sorry, uh, Thomas, have you been following the uh, the saga on Twitter of random wild fans thinking that the Leafs are trying to get Kakanen? No. Oh, let's dive into this, Thomas. Okay. Let's yes. go. So somebody just posted, like, out of the blue. Um, this just got retweeted in my time two seconds ago. But somebody's just like, wow, can you believe Leafs fans think that they're going to get uh, the Wilds given Kakanen? And then... Uh, Mikey Stevens replies something to the effect like, I guarantee you 90% of Leaf fans don't know who that is. I mean, yeah. But, uh, oh my God. It, it's blowing up. I have to... Where, I, don't, Mike, and I don't even know where this is coming from. I haven't seen anybody even mention his name. Is it Mike Stevens or Mikey Stevens? <laughs> Mikey. One of the many Mike Stevenses in yeah, hockey on. There's too many. to it? You replied to it, yeah. I like it. A little bit of spicy, like in the in the moment Twitter. Well, this is stuff yeah, this is on. the Twitter drama episode, isn't it? Yeah, I like it. Hey, real quick, and you don't have to answer this, but who's the worst person in Leafs Twitter? Go ahead. Who's the worst person in Leafs Twitter? <laughs> Pre- present my, company excluded. My own Leafs Twitter. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's fair. Thomas. Oh, it's, is the oh, it's Thomas for sure because he because he's because oh. he baits people into fighting with him, right? It's the truth. Oh, that's Carter. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We actually should settle that while well, Thomas. It, it, yeah, exactly. this out. it was one what, fight which request. Street, which yeah, which street, which parking lot are you gonna fight in? Um, I want I, I, I'm, I'm most familiar <laughs> with the one behind my old workplace. Okay, so. makes sense. That has to be the craziest reaction to the most mild chirp of all time. To to, to set the context for anybody that did emotions are running high, dude. Emotions are running. Oh yeah. <laughs> so the context to this is that uh, Thomas and, and Chris are, are talking on one of the pods, and like, oh yeah, Carter's a couple minutes late. He'll he'll join us later on, and then Carter doesn't show. So then the next episode they post like, oh, we're, we're, we're back for another week. And then I'm like, oh, is Carter going to make this episode? Ha ha. And Carter replies with something to the effect of like, how about you come fight me in the street? <laughs> yeah, just like total <laughs> off the rails. No. Like wise. But I think Carter wasn't there. Tio, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm like 99% sure. The reason that Carter wasn't there was because of the, the Can-Am accident at work. Isn't that no, no, that story? was earlier. No, no, he was like, he's gonna feel so bad when he realizes. And I was like, oh, shit, this is gonna be bad. And he's oh, like, yeah, bad cold. And he was really being a baby about it. I was like, that was supposed oh, to yeah, be so bad. <laughs> I remember that actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forget what well, it was, why I wasn't there, but it was it is, it with, is some funny, family though. shit. I do. Uh, I think when all the COVID's done, we'll have to have some beers and just see if oh, you yeah. guys end yeah. up fighting. Thomas no, I'll, and I will referee. I'll, I'll, It'll be great. All, all joking and fighting aside, it's awesome to have you on. Oh no, I appreciate that. And uh, it's it's obviously been a long time coming. I've been uh, been been we've been talking about having doing this for years. It seems like at this point, doesn't it? You know what? I you're the, the only same way. You're the only one out there keeping us honest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. At least, like yeah. it's it's funny because you know you know we do okay with listens. Like I mean, we're not. We're not the Steve Dangle podcast, but we do all right. And I, I will say, like the 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 thing that like really got me one time, To is when you made a joke about hosers being better than thirty one thoughts. Like that, that still to me is so funny. <laughs> what is like? Is there a hockey pod? So like, if hosers is here and thirty one yeah. thoughts is here, just below, <laughs> why would you say that hosers is better than thirty one thoughts? Thirty one thoughts is is not a good podcast. <laughs> It's hey, really, really boring. Perfect. <laughs> and like th- those two guys, they're the, like it has not, the the hosts uh, of the show. I'm not not throwing any shade on them individually, but like it's just the the format of that show. I don't think is set to work because it's like, are they really going to have like a riff where they like go off joking about some player or whatever some GM said? Like they're both so connected, like they they have to be walking yeah. on eggshells all the time. Like the only reason I think to listen to that podcast is is to get whatever breaking news Friedman says on it but someone's going to tweet that into my timeline anyway yeah. so it's like yeah i don't want i don't want to listen to a podcast where the people are being careful about what they have to say which is why i think posers is a, a top tier pod because he, you're not trying to impress anyone clearly yeah, we just don't care yeah my, my, well, my, funny. and my favorite yeah my favorite episodes are the ones where like for 45 minutes he'll just go off on a tangent you will not be talking about hockey at all and then it's like so anyways yeah. back to the leafs <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're, i'm we're, glad um, you dig it I'm glad we you were did, talking yeah. the other day or well, i was talking the other day about like it's the hoser's curse we talk about something and we're like 
oh, it's this is in stone. This is 100% correct. And then oh, the yeah. next day, as soon as we release what we've said into the universe, the universe yeah. proves us wrong and the opposite yeah. happens. <laughs> it is it is funny. Like, I mean, we've been doing it now for, yeah, I don't know, two and a half, three years. And for us, it's always been like, let's just get together. Let's have some beers. Thomas is obviously, and I'm not making fun of you, Thomas, you have made hockey like part of your career and that's awesome. And, and we love oh, you God, for don't it. Say that. hockey, <laughs> hockey to some degree is also my like side hustle, I guess. And it's also Carter's side hustle that we yeah. have outside of our careers. But for us, it's, it's always just been like, I, I, my goal has always been, let's get on, let's have a few beers. Let's have, you know, a couple laughs and, you know, we'll have some fun with it. Now you, you write, you were writing. I don't know if you're still writing, but have you ever thought about doing your own pod or something like that at any point? Or do you just like yeah, being yeah. a guest? I just write every now and then, like I'll throw something up. Uh, if it's something I, I feel like writing. So like when, uh, when, when at least we're looking at John Tavares, I will write something like, oh yeah, they should try to get him here's why. But like, I, I don't feel obliged to write at any sort of uh, given schedule. Um, would I start a podcast? I don't know. I mean, like, I'm happy to be on a podcast, but but actually having the consistency to put one out every week is is doesn't seem like something I'm going to be able to commit to. Um, so I just thank you for really being honest. We don't yeah, need exactly. any more half-assed people like us doing it. <laughs> well, yeah, we think, don't have the commitment either. So yeah, it's yeah, okay. You guys are at least. Uh, you at least acknowledge it like it's a, it's it's almost an in joke like okay well it's oh been yeah like three months since the last one but uh, <laughs> yeah this <laughs> past we've been, we've been doing a, a good job lately we've been doing yeah. a good job we have yeah, been it's, good it's been very consistently and i mean and I, i'll take what i could get like i i i shit you not the most i've laughed at a podcast is uh is the episode where the two of you guys each had a story about shitting your pants I, <laughs> yeah it's a good one i, I listened that's to that on one. the subway and i had to get off because <laughs> i was laughing my ass off at the, oh uh, like the uh the cheesecake factory is the that cheesecake the one you're factory, talking about? yeah yeah and then carter sh- shitting in his bloodstones <laughs> oh yeah that's a that's a top tier story oh it was uh, like one after one after the other i just i couldn't i had to, i had to get off the subway i was fucked i think <laughs> that's a funny story because to me like i've listened to that episode and thought like it's funny but i can't imagine somebody laughing like how you've described it to that yeah. I think the the funny thing is is like Carter and I are very self-deprecating and when Thomas isn't self-deprecating enough we poke at him a little bit to try and get him to be a little bit but Thomas he's he's you know he's he is very what's the word I'm looking for yeah. Carter He's, uh, he's the poise. perfect human specimen. He's yeah, he's poised. <laughs> poised? Has, yeah. Car- has Thomas ever done anything wrong in your estimation? I can't think I, of the time. I don't think so. I, Thomas I'm a man of God. Up. Yeah, yeah. He he's a man of God. <laughs> on, on the tracks. He keeps on the straight and narrow. Whenever we go off, <laughs> like, we, we talk about old world. Like, I, I grew up in a dressing room, and Chris grew up. Um, Chris grew up the same way. Like, it's, you, you, you fuck around, and... Um, it sounds bad, but like there's, there's old world things that kind of transcend into your not so new world life. Right. And you get these people that keep you honest and that check your balances. Right. And I think that's what Thomas does for us. Like we, oh, yeah, big time. 
like keeps us on the rails keeps us from getting canceled truly yeah exactly truly. because not that it, we're like we're like bad people or anything no, it's just it's like horrible. thomas will sometimes be like maybe don't maybe take that part out chris might be that's too a bad hot. look for you yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not that we're not woke we're just not as woke as the the new generation of hockey fans yeah. So somebody <laughs> told me once that you are that uh, you are the average of your five closest friends. So all of their personalities average them out. That's you. So, that's, so having Thomas in your life pulls you back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's also because Thomas is like our little brother, right? Like yeah. Carter and I, the age difference is like a year, like less than a year. Yeah. Something like that. Not very much. But Thomas is still a little baby. And <laughs> even though with that Thomas. beard, he looks like the oldest. But yeah, yeah. Brother Thomas looks like yeah. <laughs> brother 27, 28, 26. Wait, Ooh. six. Baby. Holy yeah. Shit. Yeah. Little baby Thomas. 30, 30, 31, 32. I'm 32. I turned 32 a couple weeks ago, and yeah. Carter just turned 31. I'm, I'm 31 on Thursday. Yeah, oh, in a couple days. Oh, nice. Thank you. As well. uh, so this is maybe a good time for us to tell you, Carter, but uh, Thomas and I didn't want to splurge and get you a cameo, so we got you totally <laughs> offside. Yeah, yeah. Oh, perfect. Thanks, guys. <laughs> hey, uh, Carter, Michael, uh, yeah. I heard you yeah. like my show. Uh, <laughs> Fuck you. I'm going to kick your ass when this is all yeah, over. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, the surprise is that I'm actually outside right now, ready for our fight. <laughs> get the fuck out of this. Yeah. Oh get get, get your pants off because we're fighting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yep. Okay, well, listen, we should probably wrap this up so that I can tell you an, a story uh, off the record that I think you're going to love. <laughs> let's, uh, look, um, really quick, before we wrap up, let's talk about OV passing Esposito. Yeah, that we got to talk right. about that. Like, just really quick, how crazy it is. That's pretty well. He's a monster. He's going to score. He's going to, like, I'm one of these people that believes that if he plays into his 40s, like, maybe. Before... Well, he said he's he's going to retire as soon as he breaks it and so he's not like, gonna retire before he does i just i think that he could do it like he's still a guy that could play like fourth line minutes and just rip it from yeah. that same yeah. spot that he's been ripping it from yeah. oh for sure well do, into do his do 40s that's a thing just do the jason that's a thing sign with some yeah. team for big men just be like just let me just keep putting me out there let me rack him up like 100 good the thing is he's not he's not performing like anywhere off of a tier status right now though yeah. Like that's the thing. Like he's he's at least five years off from taking an entry level deal. Yeah, probably. Like well, it'd be and, funny to see what he resigns for. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But 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 he's not performing in in a way that he's gonna sign any less than that. Like my we were watching um we were watching them play the islanders today, and the islanders are like a t- like their top tier team and Washington was yeah. walking all over them. And my dad was like, he's still like 150 goals off or so from the record. And I was like, that's four seasons max for OV. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's true. Like it's totally true. And that's crazy. It, I think it just puts in like I know like I hate the era difference or whatever, but like it is just crazy added that context too of just like yeah. these guys were playing when it was like literally so easy to score goals. So like yeah, yeah. exactly. What, what I insane. what I usually like to look at it is like how much better are they than their peers? 
And it's yeah. undeniable how much better Obi has been over his career than his Oh, for sure. Definitely. And, and like, hey, Gretzky was too, obviously, but like it's, it's, well, Obi is just on such a, a level above everyone else. Like, who, who would even be close in that same generation? Stan Post, but that's not even very close. Yeah. No one he had like yeah. one, he had one like spectacular season. I know it's yeah, 60 and goal. Yeah. And like he also, season. he also has his Curry and Backstrom, right? yeah and yep. so there's that as well and then even my dad was saying like oh if he stays healthy but if you think about it like when has Ovi ever been so hurt that he hasn't he's played so durable so durable. yeah, yeah. And, and he's, he's, he's hard too yeah yeah well and he like doesn't he his like like his beginning of the year season isn't he pushing like 240 like he's a yeah. big boy too he's not oh he's enormous like he's, he's a fucked. big guy yeah, he's a truck on skates, and he and somehow <laughs> just like plays like a finesse guy. It's unreal. Yeah, we love, we love Ovi. Let me let me ask you this question. Uh, this this will be like our our kind of wrap up here. Let's yeah. say worst case scenario, Ted Leone's this is like, I don't know what he sounds like, but I imagine he sounds like this. Ovi, we can't give you a deal. I'm sorry, you're gonna go to free agency. Thomas, where does Ovi go? What's the team that would get him? Minnesota. Past the record. That's the real question. Minnesota, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. But for real, uh, like, where, where do you think Kane's? That's okay. I can see it. Is, Having is he Sebastian for, Aho is he still looking it? for Dill? Is he still looking for Yeah, that's the thing too. Yeah. Let's go with the team that is realistic in the sense that they could afford his next contract. Let's say the it's Kane, the Kane's probably could. Kane's could the do Kane's, it. Kane's have cap or, uh, or LA. New York. New, wow, New York. New York. Oh, they got the, they they got some, the money to pay out. Him and if, well, and then if if money was no issue, if he was like, I'll take whatever, New York for sure. 100%. That's what it would be. But see, that's the thing. That'll probably happen. Like, let's just say, well, maybe not to the effect that Spezza has where it's like league men because yeah. he could ask for however much and probably get it. I wonder if a team like Colorado could afford him. I feel like they could this season, but yeah. I don't know after the the re-ups well, that need to happen to yeah they, yeah they have so many um, people oh, they're, they're paying up right now remember the crosby rumors to colorado earlier this season yeah oh dude. yeah oh he, my god that was so, that'd be so sick he just wants that to play with his buddy well. yeah <laughs> yeah i honestly feel like like uh Teleonis is the guy though that that's the, the opposite of that. Like, he's the mm-hmm. one that wants to bring in those older yeah. like hey, yeah, I'll give true. you one last ride, buddy. Like he's done it now with Chara. He was gonna do it with uh with Lundquist too, but yeah, that's a good point. Career yeah. ended, but I, I, I got to work with Ted Leonsis and Brad Robbins like way back when I was doing my masters and like they're they're like you said that exact same way they're they're it's not that they're like old old world guys but they're like looking to make those business like ted leones they're smart that, business people that's yeah at the end of the day ted leones this is looking to make money moves and he's looking like if it came down to Ovi finishing his career in washington he'd make it happen no matter what because washington right. that'll that'll put asses in seats right but, yeah oh, i think even like kind of just on the ice as well like Washington they're pro- they don't have a lot of prospects but the prospects that they are having kind of can get that cycle of like success kind of like Connor McMichael's coming up soon mm-hmm. so they have, a cu- they have a couple guys in the system that are, are definitely gonna be on their way up they already have the goalie for the next like decade like yeah. it's just so like he- it's just the 
pieces like i don't think the caps are going to have this cycle of like rebuilds while ov's still there so i think they're yeah. just going to keep on success and they might have down years or whatever where they might not make the playoffs eventually right. yeah. but they still have like guys that will be entering their prime as ov is like on his way out and like all yeah. these, this whole cycle thing and if you look on at his note, attitude he's a god there and he's not going to leave that yeah. he loves that oh yeah for sure he would if, if he was gonna leave, he would only be to another market like that where he could just be like mm. king, king of the castle. Yeah, be, yeah. A, be in a city that was just like cool. So he would he would probably go to New York. Um, yeah. On, on that yeah, topic, New York would be like, so sick of the rebuild timeline for them, and like might be a slower rebuild. Who do you guys think is the next team that's just gonna collapse? All the Sharks did. <sighs> You know who I could see really falling apart in the next couple of years? And there is a lot of talent there. And they're also I, I think in the I know same what you're state. Gonna I'm going to say this. Oh, Let's no. say it three, two, one. And we'll say, no, oh, no, obviously no. not then. Not the same I was going to say Minnesota. No, you were going to say, what were you going to say? <laughs> what? No, I was going to say the Ducks because. Yeah. Well, the, like they're already there. Like they're so. Yeah, like exactly. the, the Anaheim Ducks right now are like Ryan Getzlav's hairline, you know, hair today, gone tomorrow. You know what I mean? So. I, I was going to say the stars. Like they are. Really? No way. Dude. They have prospects coming out of their ears. Yeah, they are. That's true. Normally, if you take, if you take a, if you take a cup run, you run three three years off of a cup run and that's when the rebuild really starts to happen. Yeah. Like, like, but Sagan, Ben's, Radulov, Pavelski getting older. Those guys have three years. Klingberg's falling off a hill. Heiskin hasn't lived up to his (laughs) sophomore Yeah. But they, Uh, they got, they got rid of Perry, which was like, arguably their, like, that was their, like, that was their greasy wheel. I just like, see like they could run the Nash. They could be Nashville in a couple of years. And they could be what Nashville is right now. Yeah, not, yeah. Like in like next season, even like they don't have the like kind of staying power. They could do like a Colorado esque like Duchesne. Yeah, but, but they're they're staple pieces. They're kind of like how Winnipeg's operating and like not moving assets. Like they know where. Sorry, go ahead, Chris. No, no, finish your sentence. I just, I have my answer and I think it's going to stir the pot a little bit. So go ahead. No, just saying it like no. from, from chemistry and longevity alone, like they're, they're not going to be as, they're not going to be as close to Nashville as I think you think they are. Like they're like, it only, takes, gap, a, it only takes a couple of young dudes not impressed yeah. well to like, yeah. but if you get on two picks, that's it. Yeah. The gap yep. in the NHL is so wide already. Like it's you are like it's not even like there's a gradual like bottom to top. Like there's a clear top and a clear bottom right now, right? Yeah, and I agree with it's, that. It's it's crazy to like, and there's no flip flopping. Like it's those that are at the bottom are staying at the bottom, and those are at the top are like the rich get richer, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, let, let's hear. It. Let's hear. It. Yeah, Anaheim yeah. Anaheim was my Western Conference team, even though they've got good pieces, Sam Steele, you know, Trevor Zegras, Jamie Drysdale, et cetera. Okay, here we go. From the Atlantic Division, your Boston Bruins. That could oh, be. That really could be. That's a hot Because I don't think, so. well, Bruins yeah, kind sure. of. But at some point, it's got to happen. 
100% Bergeron, right? He's gone. They're going to still have, they're still going to have McAvoy and they'll still have pasta, which is fine. But Marshawn's getting a little bit older. And I would say it's not super noticeable yet, but his style of game, he will start to slow down. And they have no prospects. They've been drafting guys in the first round with a ceiling of like a top nine center. Their defense prospect pool is bare, especially if they end up trading uh, Vakaninen. And of those three back-to-back first-round picks from a few years ago, Jake DeBrusque is on the trade board, and Zach Senishin and Zabor Zaboral's okay, but Senishin is probably going to be a bottom six guy if he ever materializes to that. They have no prospect pool. So that is my answer. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think that could happen. If, there, if there's a team that should try to get Jack Heiko, that might be the one find a find a, a next gen guy to replace Bergeron because at some point he's got to fall off and what do you have after that if he goes you still have pasta but if you don't have a if you don't have a center for him to play with what's it going to be exactly yeah I think they're a big uh contender for at home too yeah deadline well, yeah, I think they, they need, can make a little need, move and just yeah yeah they, they need, need defense something. yeah they like do, they yeah. really like yeah they really only have McAvoy and then they don't have much like, they're like playing John, the depth other than that. Like John, Moore. John Moore has in his five games though, he's averaged more than like Pasternak on the ice. I know it's defensive yeah. or whatever, but like then like Carlo, who's been out, the Kevin Miller, like Vakanine and Kreslik, Zaboral, like it's all these like no yeah, real movers, like whatever. Yeah. But they've done an interesting thing. They've kind of taken the avalanche approach, like with like keeping your top three like all together with Marshawn, Bergeron and Pasternak. Like yeah. you, mm-hmm. like you wonder what's going to happen with those three guys, because those three guys aren't split along the top, the top four, right. Or like the, the top 12, I guess, like those guys yeah. are able to load manage within their own little contained unit. So yeah. like, mm-hmm. because if you go down, you still have Krejci and DeBrusque and you still have Coyle and Steen. And then you go down farther and you still have Corelli and Kuhlman and, like it's they're so deep up top they just like to your point thomas they need neck home or something like that back there to help them just like carry a little farther or else they're yeah, gonna I, fall to chris's yeah. point kind of crazy that they didn't resign chara for the for that deal that he oh, signed yeah like it's insane i don't, I don't get it what they, who, yeah. who did they think that chara was blocking yeah it doesn't make any sense and, well, and their prospect pool at the top is like John Beecher, who's like, okay, like maybe a like third liner upside. Like it's, uh, I don't know. Sorry, I cut you off, Carter. Go ahead, buddy. No, I'm just saying they they basically wrote their will when they gave Char away. Like their their defense is all they, that, like if you look at their their forwards, they, there's no question they're one of the top teams in the league if you look at just their forwards, right? But if you look at their defenseman, like that's what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, the goal oh, man. is just the defense, right? Yeah. I'm sorry to bring this up. I, we are the worst podcast for doing this, T.O., and I'm sorry. We love to do this thing where we're like, okay, last question, and then it goes yeah. on for fucking <laughs> for 30 it. more minutes. But you listen. You listen to I the podcast. You know what you signed up for. Yeah. yeah, no surprises. We have our only fan yeah, right exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Listen, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll apologize to myself after the podcast. 
<laughs> you're gonna love you're gonna love listening to yourself you're gonna, yeah. it's gonna be fantastic oh. I'll, I'll have to listen twice so you can get those numbers up <laughs> i have to i have to mention it because I, it would be it would be silly i think for us to not mention it because it's a pretty big thing on hockey twitter today that i am late to the party on uh gord miller's comments about barstool sports oh yeah crazy isn't that crazy love it, love it what what's what's your take on it like i know it's a weird question to ask but i've seen you tweet about it before so if you're not comfortable chatting about it we don't have to i just thought i'd throw it out there to you no no i yeah i like i i think uh to have someone with a platform like his not not he, he didn't come out against necessarily but he basically said like i'm not supporting barstool content and barstool fanboys got up and his mentions and he was just like look, I'm not apologizing for this. I don't have, I'm, I don't appreciate the way that they just have casual misogyny and casual uh, racism and that they, they basically just act like assholes all the time um, and, and make this a less inclusive environment. And uh, it's important for people with those kind of platforms to, to, to be calling out other media companies that are not doing things in a way that is inclusive and is not... Uh, not helpful to the sport and not helpful to to society as a whole so it was, it was cool to see to see Gord do that um hopefully hopefully we see more people take that route rather than just show up on barstool properties and um keep helping promote the the brand that's been pretty detrimental to the sport yeah and I mean it does come full circle I feel like because we started talking about fandom and you know, there is, you know, from, from, from our perspective in this podcast, we've always done our best to try and grow the game in any way that we can. And I think that for him to stand up the way that he has and, and, and use his platform for good, um, it's, it's, I don't know, I, I, to be honest with you, he wasn't the first person I expected to be of no. that ilk to say something like really was not anywhere on that radar for me. Uh, what do you think about it, Carter and Thomas? Do you guys have any well, thoughts at all? Gordon Miller once hold, held the media room bathroom door open for me when I the one these games I covered. What a, he's guy. a nice guy! Oh, he's a nice, a nice guy. guy, and he's cool brag. So he's a uh, he's good at <laughs> yeah. No, but he, he's honestly been like he's such a cool personality and just seems like a down to earth guy that just like kind of gets it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like I'm, it, I'm with you. A lot of the time, you see a lot of these like athletes or personalities kind of fall into a barstool appearance, and so and it's just by default. Like it's and we've seen it over the years, um, not so much recently, just with all this stuff coming out against barstool. But you see a lot of people like like you like hear about them, and then a month later they're on spitting chicklets or something like that. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's interesting to see somebody who kind of like, maybe he had an opportunity to fall into a barstool appearance. And then that was his opportunity to be like, okay, you know what? I have two roads to take. And one is the high road and one is the like path of least resistance. Right. And so I, I do commend him. Right. Because he is like, he, in my opinion, is a, a bit of a, a bit of a B plus like, cusping on a minus list voice you know and so it's it is a brave move to kind of take up take up arms like that but i i, I do commend him for it and because it's 
it's like he is he is standing up for like the BIPOC communities and um, like anti-misogyny and things like that at a time where it's kind of needed most. So I, I, I it was it was cool to see. And like I don't yeah. even think anyone would have batted an eye if he like showed up on Spit and Chicklets one episode or whatever. Like no one would have like okay whatever he's like a mainstream media guy like so typical whatever like guys but do it all the time whatever that's what and i mean so it's that's the path of least yeah. resistance right yeah like exactly mm-hmm. so it's just like so it means that much more when it's like yeah like i'm i have this platform i'm this established and yeah this is what i'm talking about so yeah yeah i'm i'm of, of the same mind of that i think like regardless of where you fall on the spectrum love it hate it whatever it doesn't matter i think if people are, are 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 doing right by themselves and their loved ones and their family, that that's all you can ask for. And like I said, good on Gord Miller for standing his ground and standing up for what he believes in. I think that's super important, especially in this day and age. It's it's well, all it's, very positive. Yeah, it's the authenticity that we're talking about at the beginning of the episode, right? Like you're either pandering to bullshit or you're trying to please yourself, right? And Remember the people that are trying to please themselves come out with more authentic and relatable content, right? And it yeah, looks like absolutely. That as, of, as of moments ago, Kyle Dubas has liked that tweet thread as well. From <laughs> who? Sorry, Dubas. Kyle Dubas liked that tweet, eh? Yeah. Jesus, listen. As much as I want Kyle on Twitter, unless he's tweeting Ekholm's agent and saying. Let's make this happen. I don't Taking know. Trains, yep. Yep. Well, I don't know what Kyle's doing up this late, but well, he's, in he's any like case, this is how he unwinds after a long yeah. day of, uh, of of calling Nashville and telling them to send over Forsberg for a uh, first round pick in Millie or something. <laughs> they they didn't ever... play today, so he's got sweatpants on. He's eating some Ben exactly. and Jerry's. He's yep. let letting the beard grow like out. That. He's just like. He's just like ripping through Yellowstone. Speaking of which, yeah. have you guys oh watched that show? My oh my god. god. I didn't so know I didn't good. even tell you guys. Emily and I watched it like literally in like two weeks. The whole so yeah. good. Same like same Fuck. New like, season June. Contact here? Is this Kevin, show Yellowstone Kevin from Prime, Prime Video? Badass. It's do you not do you not know Yellowstone, T.O.? Oh, like we, we are imparting some knowledge on you tonight. Yeah, great. So yeah. Okay. If you close your eyes and think like, oh man, like I would actually love to be a cowboy um, here. I, I'm on a horse and I am, I, uh, I think I love Kevin Costner. I love Kevin Costner in Waterworld. I wonder what he's yeah. like on a horse. <laughs> it's, it's basically like if the, if the Sopranos was set in Montana. Oh, dude. Oh, okay. It's like really, it's no. weird. Like it's weirdly Sopranos esque. It's the yeah. it's it's a bit of a slow burn. Yeah. I feel like such a dork saying this. I watched all three seasons in a week when Robin was working it's, night shifts. Oh yeah, wow, it was so sad. Yeah. So I've it's never heard of this. So at all. good. It was on like Paramount. It's like a Paramount Networks studio. Yeah, show. It, it's on Prime now. Like but now it's Prime on Prime, video. so everyone like just saw like gets to see it now because it when it was on gotcha. TV and airing, like no one watched it. It's the yeah. best show. It's the yeah, best show. If you've ever thought there. like, man, I think I think I'd like to be a cowboy. This is this is the show for you. Uh, yeah, it's basically Sons of Anarchy, but take the 
bikes and put horses on horse? them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. I was going to say something, now I forget, man. Yeah. <laughs> what were we talking about their, before? What's their gang name? What's, what's their horse gang name? Yellowstone. Uh, Yellowstone's <laughs> the name of the gang. Ye- Yellowstone Dutton Ranch. Mm-hmm. If we were going to get, uh, like, who would T.O. be on the ranch? Like, of all the um, main characters, who would I feel you like he'd be, he'd be Rip, for sure. No, I would be Rip. Let's be clear. You're That's not me. Rip. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. If there's, so, if there's somebody that be. gets kicked in the head early then with, uh, by a horse and just dies, because that'd probably be me. Or no, maybe show. Casey, because Casey's, like, a badass with a big heart. Yeah, that's, that's like that's Dio. Ka- that's Casey's fair. very authentic. Casey like does not waver. I'll, I'll put that's that in fair. my in my bio. Twitter bio. <laughs> there you Badass, go. Yeah, so... big heart, just like Casey. Yeah, dude. So if you Tio's changed Casey. your Twitter bio, that would be. I think you've had the same Twitter bio for yeah. like ten years. I don't have any room in my Twitter bio, unfortunately. So <laughs> we'll have to make some changes. But yo, you have to check it out. It's the greatest show on TV really right now, in my opinion. Yeah, and the boys' opinion, it's yeah, so. I, cool. I'm always looking for something to watch with the wife, so that we don't have to watch uh, nothing but procedural dramas written by Dick Wolf. But <laughs> it's oddly specific. Is that's, there something you want to tell us? <laughs> no, that's basically the whole story. Yeah, this is a safe space to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. Like, there's nothing on TV, so we just find ourselves watching like every version of these like Law and Order, FBI, all these. Oh, those are cool shows. though. No, yeah, you'll you'll like cool. all, you guys but... will like this. This is our gift to you too. It's so good, dude. Um, Tio, last question. <laughs> we always give our guests the opportunity to pick the intro song for their episode is there any music or anything that 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 you've been listening to lately that you're like that's the song oh my god you put me on the spot here i don't know just do something stupid pick like something off the uh off the soundtrack of tony hawk underground or some shit Ooh, nice say less fam we got this what kind of music do you listen to like in general i know that's a bit of a Uh, weird question at the end of the podcast but Man, what did I, I once described it on Twitter as like, my musical taste is what you would overhear rich white kids on a beach listening to. Um, so like Florida, Florida Georgia line. No, 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 not, <laughs> this was maybe 10 years ago. So it was like our arcade flyer and you just tweeted that the suburbs is a great album. Great album. I was listening to that today. It um, is a great album. I've been listening to Big Thief a lot right now, which is oh, like an yeah. Arcade Fire style. Uh, I think that's the band else? that Thomas always tries to talk to us about, Carter. No, oh, no. Big Thief is really good. I like it. Yeah, they're pretty uh, cool. It's like a, it's like a uh, f- female singer, female yeah. lead. It's really, really sweet. Uh, yeah, I like yeah that. that kind of stuff. Kind of like New, new Agey. Uh, they're up for a Grammy this year. Yeah. All, I'll, I'll have to check it out. Do you like Yacht Rock? I I'll, I'll, I can fuck with some yard rock. I I'm, I have a pretty eclectic mix. Like I my uh, my Spotify is a fucking disaster. It's just like uh, it'll be like alt alt stuff, and then it'll be like a Christmas song, and then it'll be like uh, Heart of Glass, and then uh, just random shit. Like okay, up. let me pull, let me pull up my most recent plays right now. I oh, like it. Here. I'll have to find some like cool music to add to this. Yeah, um, I do before we wrap up, have a story that I wanted to save for T.O. being on the podcast about my most recent experience. 
at Shoppers Drug Mart. But before we do that, what is the most recent three songs? What do you got for us? Okay, my most recent three songs are uh, Ellipses by White Sea. Okay. Uh, Paul by Big Thief. And Paradise okay. by the Dashboard Light by Meatloaf. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Dude, yo, like this was not a plant. Paradise by the Dashboard Lights, dude, was my karaoke song growing up. I would do both the girl and the boy parts. It's it's, it's a little long, though, for karaoke. You're going to be up there for like four or five minutes. Yeah, dude, it's fine. As long as you've got the energy. Do you want me to do a little bit from it? Do you got some time? Ain't no doubt about it. Yeah. We were barely dressed. Do you have nine we minutes? Barely seventeen, 17. we were barely dressed. Yeah, pretty good. We were, so we were, good. We were talking when about I was how... a kid. Sir, Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, go okay. ahead. It's a cooler intro, right? Me being like, Please, when I was a kid. <laughs> no, when I was a kid, my stepdad. I used to talk about this on the podcast all the time. Every Tuesday night, my mom would work late nights, so he used to let us listen to like the coolest music. And he used to put that song on and like not really explain like that, like moaning interlude of them fucking in the car. (laughs) And I remember when I was a kid, I just like got the nerve to ask him. I'm like, okay, what's the deal with this fucking song? Because (laughs) I think I have a boner. I'm not sure because I'm a kid, (laughs) but like the moaning is doing something to my body. I don't know what's happening. Carter looks like he's dead. (laughs) You okay, buddy? Yeah, I could, I could just imagine you talking your dad in the Duncan Douglas voice. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that. I just, but the, the thing about the song is it's great. And people love that song at karaoke. So when this is all done, I say you and me do it. You can pick the boy or the girl and we cool. just make it happen to you. Beautiful. That's going to be down. the intro song, by the way. There's no chance yeah. that I can deviate <laughs> from that. Yeah, that's, it's that's the, the one. All nine, min- all nine minutes of it. Yeah. Do not fade, do not fade into this pod. Just like nine minutes of paradise. And, and then at the beginning, I'll be like, "Sorry, guys, had to let it breathe a little bit." Yeah, that, that, that'll make sense in uh, an hour and forty five minutes. Yeah, you're gonna love it. It's gonna be great. Uh, it's also mo- have- the most exposure Meatloaf has got since the Tenacious D movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do either uh, Carter or Thomas? Do you guys have any wrap up uh, questions for our friend Tio? I think we hit it all. Um, Eichel being hurt. How many games? How many games? Oh, God. What the <laughs> How many games what? will Eichel be hurt? That's what I'm taking from those two combined. Yeah. <laughs> all of 40. them. <laughs> yeah, that kind of Eichel quashed hurt. all the Eichel trade rumors. So Yeah, did it ever, eh? I don't know. I mean, like, I guess I guess uh, I kind of figure if he went to a team that was good, he, his injury would heal a little bit faster, probably. But, uh, <laughs> As NHL happen. magic does, right? Yeah. Oh my God, my, my ankle doesn't hurt anymore. It's the craziest thing. Now that I'm in that, New York, I'm like a new that, that yeah. was like a Mahomes brain healing in three days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was but who who was, crazy. who was the basketball player that lost like 50 pounds in a week after he got traded? A Harden oh, was it? Harden. Oh, was it Harden? Yes. Yeah, it was Harden. I can't remember. Harden. But he looked oh, like Harden. Yeah, Harden. He showed up at camp looking like rough, and then like he 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 like got into major shape when he got traded. Yeah, it was James Harden. He's just wearing like the, the like garbage bag suit for three months. <laughs> that would be that would be hilarious. That's the move. Honestly, you you earned it. If 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 you're willing to do that, like good on you. 
Yeah. <laughs> There's some power there for sure. What were you uh, saying, Thomas? Thomas D- that how many games? Huh? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, how many games uh, are the Leafs going to take to win the cup in the finals? Well, whatever. It only, only takes four, four around, right? So, yeah, 16 12. games, baby. Yeah. Wow, I can't do math. You see how quick I was there? I'd be like, oh, it's, it's 12. It's 100, it's 100% 12. Yeah. This, uh, yeah, this, this COVID season is uh, re- reducing the first round, right? Yes. That was, I have the inside scoop. I'm just not good at multiplication, obviously. Um, Tio, listen, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, you're still listening to the One Last Question podcast with Totally Offside. <laughs> Uh, where can people check out your stuff and are you going to be writing anything anytime soon or what? Uh, you can find me on Twitter um, at totally underscore offside. Uh, usually go by Todd. It's a long story wide. So uh, just ignore it. If you find me, um, am I writing anything? Um, no, I'm not writing anything. I'll Cause be, I I'll heard hockey wilderness is looking. So yeah, exactly. I, I'm, yeah. I'm writing a big story on the wild about yeah. how uh, these fans need to calm down, trying to steal their, their wilds back up. It's, it's, it's pretty bad, but uh, I, I found the tweet by the way. I don't know where yeah, that came you? from at all. Yeah. Oh it's, it, it really knows. felt like it came out of nowhere. They I don't supply any sources like of like a no. blog or anything. Like, yeah. Well, 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 who was it that made that tweet that was like every so often someone kind of comes out and it says something that like makes no sense and no one ever actually said like, oh, well, <laughs> I thought that Steph Curry was a bad shooter. Yeah, it's the Steph Curry bad shooter. <laughs> <or whatever. laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> oh my God. I love or, it. Uh, whatever keeps the site running, man. Like I, we, we complain about it. If they ever canceled Twitter, I don't know what I'd do with all my free time. I'd have to well, we do blog, blog or something and that wouldn't help anybody. You could uh, do like a guest appearance on the hosers Substack if you want. Beautiful. There you go. <laughs> Imagine you were just like, yeah, I've actually, you know, like that, like siren emoji. You're like some personal yeah. news. Breaking. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking. I am now hey. writing the uh, hoser Substack, and yeah. you can uh, contribute. I'm the only contributor right now. <laughs> let's That's be fair good. i'm st- i'm still working on my first article titled the top five chicken sandwiches you yeah. can get in ontario it's a yeah. it's still a very on it. it's a very ethnographic piece of research so it's thank you there's yeah. time to... you know <laughs> exactly. i'm going out there and i'm asking the hard questions so it yeah. is the, the it real is question is. is who's gonna who's gonna comment on the twitter post for this episode now that i'm on the fucking episode like who's gonna it's true who's, uh, gonna, mom... reply, who's gonna reply to yeah. all the fucking no chris's mom is gonna say i sound hot yeah. she's <laughs> gonna be like that's but that's but that's every episode anyway <laughs> she'd she'd probably comment and be like oh i heard the boys are fighting hopefully carter's tarps off for the for the girls in the crowd <laughs> that's what i would say because my mom <laughs> is like obsessed with carter yo carter <laughs> i just want to make sure that this is all captured in this episode if you ever banged my mom <laughs> I'd be fine it'd be fine you're cool with it <laughs> totally cool well, son, uh, and I, um... and mom, if you're listening, you have your choice between you and Thomas. So, uh, and Thomas is a married man, yeah. so it would have to be Carter. So Car- Carter's the only single one of, of, of y'all, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, Thomas and I are married men. How how long are you guys married? Uh, I've been married for a yeah, year yeah. and a bit. Yeah, year and yeah. a half. Yeah, one and a half. Nice. Nine months. Nice. Yeah. yeah. How about I you, buddy? 
2018, I would have been married in uh, September. So whatever that is. Whoa, what's your anniversary? September 7th. Oh, close. Oh, yours too. Dude, we have the same anniversary. Oh, there you go. But I would have been a year, a year before. Dude, this is great news. Crazy. This is great news. What do we do with this? I don't know. I don't know. Double maybe game. that's what maybe that's when you and Carter can fight on the shared yeah, anniversary. Exactly. I, I, yeah. I feel like it's it's called our, space, our it's called <laughs> space docking, isn't it? That's what you do with this. Yeah, yeah. We're not doing that. The We're not doing that. The moon. Yeah. Dude, that's yeah. crazy. That's yeah, insane that we have the same anniversary. Like there is a very good chance that we will have to do something about this. Like you'll just have to like level with your wife. You're like, listen, I don't know if you sound like I, this I, when you I, talk to your wife. I, I gotta I gotta go fight a guy in the street yeah. uh, named Carter. And, and you're and, like, sweetie, I got I gotta go officiate a fight between Carter. Yeah, and, and I'm gonna have to sleep in a backyard in Barrie uh, <laughs> on September 7th. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. not gonna be able to drive home. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm probably just gonna have to say work trip or something. Yeah, you know? that's fair. And we can make that happen. That's totally doable. Yeah. Well, listen, um, speaking of our wives, it's probably about time we all go to bed with our significant okay, others. Man. Carter, uh, just leave the door open for my mom. She'll let her <laughs> That's okay. I got that. I got that. Oh, you, you went robo voice there, buddy, for the first time in the whole pod. And oh, he's he, gone. Okay, he's gone. Your mom showed up. Oh, I got it. I got yeah, it. Yeah, she's at the door. I got it. Oh, sorry. Was my mom? Oh, you're good. Okay, back on the rails. To thanks for coming on, Thomas. You're not plugging okay. anything this week, Carter. <laughs> we probably talked enough. There's about a plugging joke here. Yeah. Hockeywomen.com. Yeah. Joanne is a sweet lady. We could all plugging like that. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. She she listens, dude. She's gonna love all the. She's going to love all the attention. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. Well, let's, uh, let's shut her down. Um, Carter, that just means stop recording. And then uh, that'll be that. So listen to the podcast next week when we're back, we're not going to have nearly as cool of a guest unless we can get Kyle Dubas to come on one day, (laughs) maybe. Um, but you can check out the podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and you can subscribe to the podcast in all of those places and leave a five-star review. You get bonus points if you put the review in a language that I can't read. We currently have Russian, we have Hebrew, uh, and then some people calling Thomas a serial killer. So I'm going to kind of slide that into that category as well. Yeah, sorry about that, Thomas. <laughs> oh, cats out of the bag. We knew it. All right. T.O., thanks for coming on. We'll see you guys uh, next week. Here's the throw. Here's the play of the plate. Holy cow, I think he's going to make it. Stop right there. I got to know right now. Before we go any further, do you love me? Will you love me forever? Do you need me? Will you never leave me? Will you make me so happy for the rest of my life? Will you take me away? Will you make me a wife? Do you love me?